Hello everyone, I'm Dr. Michael Foley, and this is Inspire, Empower, and Enable, Life Lessons from the Dojo. Inspire, Empower, and Enable, Life Lessons from the Dojo is sponsored by the Center for Humane Living in Phoenix, Arizona, which has as its vision to inspire all people to live peaceful and compassionate lives. My goal is to incorporate ancient wisdom acquired from a lifelong study of martial arts, formal business leadership and coaching training, and my life experiences as a maternal fetal medicine physician, husband, and father of three to explore strategies for living a happy and fulfilled life. My approach is to use eclectic storytelling to help with the discovery of universal truths that may be applicable to your life. Don't believe anything I say, however. Seek to discover it all for yourself. Let's get started with today's topic. The next story is called the non-abiding mind or non-discriminating mind. What's this mean? Well, in the martial arts, it's very clear that we're taught to fight other people and we get out there on the mat and we begin to spar with them. We have to have a mind that is non-discriminating or not overly focused. So we're taught and we teach our students to look at the center mass of the opponent and to kind of let your eyes relax so that you can see everything around them without a specific myopic focus on any specific detail. We don't look them in the eye. We don't look at a particular area. We just kind of look at their center mass. And in doing so, we get to take it all in. We get to see their feet if they're kicking us and their hands and their movement. We also get to take in the peripheral vision um, that allows us to see if perhaps there's multiple opponents. The concept behind this is to kind of empty your mind and allow your vision to relax and not be overly focused on any one particular aspect of your opponent. It's called the non-abiding mind theory. Everything we do in the martial arts, however, carries with it a specific, important relation to how we live our lives. I think the non-abiding mind model is probably one of the more important lessons that I learned as a leader. See, as a leader, we always have many situations or people that come to us with a certain complaint or a concern. For example, uh, I might have a faculty member or a colleague come in and tell me what happened. This is a trusted colleague of mine and a good friend sometimes, and they want to tell me exactly what happened in a certain situation and how person X or person Y said something they shouldn't and I need to intervene and I need to step in and fix it. Well, the problem with this kind of model is, is, is that it's really easy to listen to the other person and to value what they say because they're a trusted colleague and a trusted friend. But you got to remember that what they saw is through their eyes and they saw a specific vision of what occurred and they brought it through their own internal filters and thought about it and explained it back to you. So the clarity of exactly what happened, the truth of what happened is seen through and filtered by this person, which means it's not always truth. Certainly it's not intended to, to vary one way or the other, but it's coming through their eyes and their, their opinion. And that often can become a big concern uh, because we could then put our stake in the ground and make a decision based on what we heard someone else think they saw. 
Um, and as a leader, we can't do that. We have to understand that there's always a couple of different perspectives. The perspective of the observer, the perspective of the people that are actually in it. And if you were there yourself, your own perspective and vision of watching a circumstance or situation unfold, you have your own filter by how you looked at it. That's why we get so many different uh, descriptions of people and situations from as many people as we ask. All of them were there observing the same thing, but they often have different stories. There's not an ill intent here. It's just kind of nature for people to do it this way. As a leader, we type into the kind of martial art thinking that we do when we're sparring and implement the non-abiding mind. And what I mean by that is, is that there's a great story, um, and there's many, of course, many different renditions of this story, but essentially it's a Zen um, master with their students by a tree. And the master tears off a leaf and uh, shows it to the student, asks them to look at it really carefully and describe it. And the student describes it with every detail, the little veins on the little ru the ruffled edges of the leaf, the variance of color, a uh, little bit of the sap that's leaking off where they broke it off of the tree and goes into great detail and asks him what it is. And he says, well, look, it's a leaf. And then another person is asked uh, to uh, observe what appears to be a piece of bark that the master pulled off the tree and says, what is this? And he looked at, he says, well, this is, uh, you know, got rugged edges and it looks like a piece of bark. This is a piece of bark. And then uh, he steps back and he says, these are all small components, but unless you take and take it all in and step back and don't, uh, what they call myopically or over-focus on one particular detail, such as the leaf or the bark, and miss the fact that this is a tree. And it's all encompassing. If you take a few steps back and you walk around it, you see the holistic nature of what the pieces make up. It's a tree. It's not a sum of its pieces. It's a tree. And the same thing could be said in the more contemporary story about the blind man and the elephant. And, you know, the two blind men approach an elephant. One approaches it from the backside and walks up and touches its leg and says, um, this feels like uh, it's a trunk of a tree. And the other person walks to the front inside and touches the trunk of the elephant and says, oh, it's a big snake. And so it's all a perspective of how you look at it. And if we see the entirety of it all, we, we know it's an elephant or it's a tree in our situation. So this whole concept of non-abiding mind or defocusing a little bit to see the entirety of your opponent during sparring is something that's really applicable on how we make decisions and how we interact in the, at home and in the workplace. We have to be really cognizant not to put our stake in the ground based on something that someone tells us because we got to remember that it's myopically focused based on their perspective and their own kind of internal filter that made it come out and have them explain it to you the way that they saw it. It's not the truth always, and it's not intended to be anything other than the truth. But what you might have to do is in these situations says, thank you for telling me this is what's going on. I really appreciate your perspective, and I'll look into it more. So you give them the respect that you're not blowing them off and you're, you're listening to what they say, 
But you got to do your own due diligence. You have to walk around the tree or walk around the elephant to see exactly what it is. So you got to go down and investigate and talk to the people and get as many perspectives about what the truth was before you actually decide this is what I believe happened. So when you hear about conversations that occurred or situations that happened, you not being there doesn't give you the right to understand what was said. All you can do is understand people's perspective and their own myopic look at what they thought they heard. So be cautious as a, as a leader, as a parent, as a family member, as a friend, to not to be myopically focusing on certain situations that you're not available to actually observe and come to truth yourself. So see things holistically. Try to step back and get all the perspectives before you put your stake in the ground and make a decision. Like the martial arts student who's learning to fight, you're taking it all in from every aspect. You're seeing the whole thing because you're not overly focusing on the detail of your opponent. You're blurring your vision a bit to take it all in and use your peripheral vision and your sense of holistic observation to be the fighter that you need to be. And in the workplace, be the leader you need to be because what you're able to do is to see things from all perspectives before you make a decision. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Inspire, Empower, and Enable, Life Lessons from the Dojo. We hope the information shared perturbs new thinking about finding fulfillment and harmony in your lives. We hope to inspire all people to live peaceful, compassionate lives. So feel free to share this podcast widely with members of your family, at work, and at school. If you find the information helpful, please subscribe so that further episodes are sent your direction.